Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Listen, if you're listening on Super Talk Mississippi, uh, Super Talk Gulf Coast uh, 103.1, we really appreciate you tuning in today. If you're listening on Facebook or YouTube, thanks for that as well. And, of course, we have uh, Super Talk TV. If you're on Ceasefire TV, we really appreciate you connecting. I was looking at some of the numbers this morning, and we have a growing audience from Jackson and Madison. One of the one of the neat things about about having uh, the social media side of the metrics, we can really pay attention to who's engaging in our show. Good, good, good uh, stretch across coastal Mississippi, but the show you know dives deeper into Mississippi and a growing number of people from across. Mississippi. I think you know, a lot of people, no matter where you live, there are a lot of people who have some connection to the coast. And then, uh, of course, Ceasefire TV, or Super Talk TV on Ceasefire TV, gives you the opportunity to tone it, tune into the show. So, no matter where you're coming from, uh, we really appreciate you engaging in the show. We get a lot of positive feedback these days. And I would say, if you like it, share it with a friend. It's, uh, we celebrate Coastal Mississippi every day. Listen, um, you, may, you may remember I've mentioned that in my career, I had the opportunity to be heavily involved in Goodwill Industries of South Mississippi. Um, was on the board for a, a number of years and was the chairman of the board for a number of years as well. During a time of big-time change, by the way, because um, uh, Goodwill Industry was going from just being where they collected goods and then had uh, people with disabilities sort through the goods and put them into the retail stores. We, we were building bigger retail stores. We were doing a lot of uh, a lot of contract work, actually, out at Keesler and other other places. Um, it was a very dynamic time where I came to understand that people with disabilities were incredibly loyal employees, and they had so much to bring to the table. And uh, I, I got the more I learned, the more I stayed in the trenches, getting to know these folks, the more the more committed I was as a community leader to do everything I could to sort of, you know, help the help them move forward. You know, we think in, in the in the wake of the pandemic. There's a shortage of employees, and I don't know that enough employers wonder or think enough about there are some real opportunities with people with disabilities that you should be aware of, and maybe you're not thinking enough about that. With that in mind, I wanted to, to invite uh, the Mississippi Department of Rehab Services to, uh, to Coastview today, and I've got Kevin Bishop, who's the direct, uh, Deputy Director of work, Workforce Development there, who is you know kind of an expert in what I just mentioned uh, about that. So without any further ado, let me first of all, I'll say good morning to you, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm good today, Ricky. Thank you for having me. Man, I saw you kind of shake your head when I talked about how people with disabilities who are employed are incredibly loyal employees, but that's a fact, isn't it? It is a fact. Um, a lot of people don't realize that people with disabilities want to work, and they are true employees. They are loyal to the places that uh, will hire them. Uh, they will be there when the doors open and they'll be there when the doors close. So I've, I've seen that over my career as well. I, uh, most of my career I spent on the coast. Uh, actually, I, I don't want to say a competitor of Goodwill, but I was part of Allied Enterprises Ability Works program, which also works with people with disabilities and does contracts with, uh, we were at the Armed Forces Retirement Home doing contracts there. 
But we run across individuals that you would meet the first day and go, there's no way this individual is going to go to work. And within, you know, just a couple of weeks, you just see the enthusiasm and the drive that a lot of these individuals have and the passion to go to work because most of their life they've been said they've been told they can't work. And uh, they want to prove people wrong and they have proven people wrong. I've, I've spent 30 years doing this and it's just a story after story after story of people with disabilities that just just blossom and go to work and are some of the best employees and companies across the state of Mississippi have. Yeah, what's interesting, in preparation for this show, I spent some time at your Facebook page. You guys have a great Facebook page, and you've done a good job of sharing stories. I mean, one that touched me, I don't even think it was in Mississippi. It may may have been Florida, something you guys posted, but the young man who was blind and he had gone to the fire department, and um, you know he was able to, because of the interaction with the with the fire department, was able to kind of see what the life of a fireman might be like. But there are so many stories. One of the things that occurred to me as I was preparing for the stories that, for, for the show today is that I've talked a lot about how me, uh, 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 technology, especially in the wake of of the pandemic, has in, has in, has really enabled remote work in ways we've never even thought about before. And seems to me that that this whole notion of remote work fits unbelievably well to the work that you're doing today. How much is technology now enabling things to occur with with those with disabilities in ways that we didn't we didn't consider before? Well, it's it's actually kind of amazing that a lot of the technology that's through the years, uh, the technology that has come and, and lands on people with disabilities, uh, assistive technology. Uh, comes from crisis situations like the pandemic or from war or from World War One, from, you know, the vocation rehabilitation program started over 100 years ago in answer to World War One and the technology of uh, limbs and artificial limbs and those types of things all came from a, a war. And, but from that, we the technology for assistive technology for individual disability has just blossomed. We're seeing that now, as you've mentioned with uh with the pandemic and technology, uh, you mentioned the, the blind individual, and that was an incredible story. Uh, just to see um, see the fireman be able to put the coat on the guy and, and and to walk him through what a fireman is. You know, they they know they you know and we all know what a fireman is, but just actually get that opportunity to to see to talk to somebody is an incredible story. But uh, technology such as this right here with Skype or uh, Teams or you know. People with visual impairments have a, a much better opportunity to go to work and do um, to do work from their homes, and that's one of the focuses that we try to do uh, with individuals who are visually impaired. Just because it's just easier transportation. Just think about if you were blind or have a severe visual impairment, uh, getting out, driving, having someone drive you to get somewhere. It's very difficult. They still do it. Oh, amazingly, they do it. But we have found that technology such as this communication right here is an opportunity for us. And we are trying to exploit it as much as we can. So you're Deputy Director of Workforce Development. What is is a day in the life of Kevin Bishop? (laughs) I feel like the firefighter some days. Uh, uh, A lot of times uh, I I get the, the problems that come through. Uh, our our uh, our agency or our office, and uh, but some days I get the great stories. Um, but I, 
in my role, I oversee the vocation programs here within the Mississippi Department of Rehab Services, which is the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation of the Blind, and our Business Development Office. So I have, a, I have the privilege of kind of sitting back and watching those offices do what they do with people with disabilities. Um, but I get to travel statewide. I get to meet with businesses. I get to meet with, with those individuals who might be clients. I get to meet with teachers, parents. I, it's just opened up a world to me to where I get to meet a lot more people and businesses, large businesses that I, in the past, I probably never would have had that opportunity and get to tell the story of, hey, we have, we have a segment of the population that a lot of people are forgetting about who work very hard. Hey, do you think, Kevin, that the pandemic, uh, we talked about the technology side, but just pure awareness that, that since since businesses have had a real challenge uh, filling positions, do you find them more open today or more, more willing to learn about the opportunities related to employing those with disabilities? Yes, we are actually seeing that. Um, we had we had actually run some numbers. Of course, we get employment numbers from the Department of Labor. And uh, we've gotten September's numbers, which says that 38% of the workforce are people with disabilities. That number's high from what I remember 10 years ago. So you're starting to see where businesses are stepping out and uh, looking for people who are disabled and, 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 and taking a chance. Um, here in Mississippi, right before the uh, pandemic, Sephora, it's an international makeup company, but they have a... Uh, they have a distribution center in Olive Branch, and they came to us. They had seen a uh, an initiative out of Maryland, out of Baltimore, I believe. They came to us and wanted to start some type of training individuals, and they they dedicated thirty percent of their jobs in nationwide to people with disabilities. And so we spent the first two years right before COVID hit working with them. Uh, doing training on our sites and then taking them to the Sephora site where they were training. And we got over 100 people within a two-year span, over 100 individuals with disabilities employed in Sephora. And this was this is pick, pull, and pack is what they call it. And you're pulling orders for from around the country. But technology there also helped uh, our individuals do this. But we, we put over 100 individuals employed there. They made that, that company, international company, made that dedication to people with disabilities. They, they decided, hey, we're going to go this route, and we're starting to see that in other large companies. Well, Kevin, that, I mean, think about, I mean, of course, I was a, a CEO for the last 16 years of my life, my career, my career life. Um, to make a commitment that 30% of your workforce is going to be disabled, well, first of all, it's a huge commitment, and yeah. that's an amazingly special commitment. But the other point is, is that, you know, to make a commitment like that, the reality is you can feel it. There are there there are certainly enough potential disabled people to fill those positions. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the range of disabilities that you deal with on a daily basis. And then if, if a business is listening to this, what's the best way for them to learn about how they can engage such a program at their their place of business? When we come back, we'll continue with Kevin Bishop, who's the direct director, deputy director of workforce development for the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. We'll be back after this mess. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're visiting with uh, with Kevin Bishop. He's the Deputy Director of Workforce Development with the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. And, you know, we were talking before we went to break that one business made a commitment, an international company made a commitment to have 30% of its workforce be be uh, uh, disabled. We'll talk in just a second about the range of disabilities that the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services deals with. And uh, if you were to make any commitment at all to uh, how you could you could move forward to help people with disabilities who are going to be incredible employees, incredibly loyal employees, and um, and so on. We'll talk more about that as well. But before we do that, October is National Hire People with Disabilities Month. So um, that's that's sort of what prompted this conversation today, but ended up be, being much more than that. But tell me about October and what it means to you guys. Uh, it's a very special month for us. Of course, we get to, you know, every month is we we all we look at different types of disabilities across i mean you i think this is also cancer awareness month and you know there's a lot of awareness um but this is one that we get to to look specifically at employment for people with disabilities um it's a very important um it's a very important just topic to have and it gives us this opportunity to get out into the public and say hey employers look at this population now this is a this is a national thing this comes out of the department of labor they're the ones that uh, backs this and pushes this out. So uh, it's it's one of the good things you actually see come out of Washington. So <laughs> we're, very, we're very proud of it. And again, it just gives us an opportunity to toot the horns of people with disabilities to go to work. Okay, so look, let's just try to paint a bit of a picture here. So what's the range of disabilities you guys deal with? Well, uh, we deal with, and I hate to say just about anything you can think of, but uh, we do. Um, the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services provides provides services for people with disabilities for, um, well, let's say this. So, you, you know, individuals get the disability checks uh, for different di- different reasons. All of those in Mississippi come through our department. So anyone who applies for to receive a disability check, those those cases come through our our offices here in Madison. That's usually well before the pandemic, you're looking at 100,000 people a year. So we were processing a ton of casework per year. So those individuals are looking, needing assistance as far as financial assistance. And so at, now that we're after the pandemic, we're still doing about 50 to 60 to 70,000 uh, cases per year. So that's a lot of people coming through there. We also help those individuals who probably are not going to go to work. Their disability is so severe, they're not going to be able to go to work. But it's it's severe enough to where they could possibly even go into a nursing home. So we have programs that will uh, actually help keep an individual out of a nursing home. We'll go into a home, we'll modify the home, we'll modify vehicles so they can live at home instead of in, the, in, a, in a nursing facility. Uh, those are our non-vocational services. I work on the vocational side, which again, we're looking at trying to put people to put people to work. So you have individuals with physical disabilities, emotional, mental, alcohol and drug, uh, blindness, deafness. So it's, it's a full range of disabilities that we can help in some form or fashion. Now we can't just help everybody. It's an eligibility program. Your disability has to cause you uh, problems within your life and for you to go to work. So it, so eligibility has to be met 
And then the services that we provide, we've got individuals coming out of coming out of high school who have never worked before, who want to go to college and they know, hey, I want to be I want to be an accountant. Well, you got to have a college degree with that. We can help an individual go to college and help pay for that college. Now, we can't always pay all of it, but we can help pay for them to go to college to get that degree so they can be an accountant. So there's multiple services. So on the physical side, we can help with medical. If you need to see a doctor, we can help arrange that. Uh, we can help pay for some of that. So we, we have funds to help individuals meet their goal. And six, seven, eight, ten years ago, we were trying to get people to go to work. Now we're trying to help people get careers. We don't want to just stick you into... Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the, the work has always been, hey, let's we're going to do housekeeping or we're going to put you in a restaurant and do fast food. But we're not doing that. Our focus is to get you into a career that's life changing for you. I bet you've seen some incredible stories. I mean, people with with really significant disabilities who have found a sense of mission and hope in their lives and have made great contributions to the companies that work for and just, I, I bet it blows you away to see how much meaning that creates in their lives and how much meaning that creates for their employer at the same time. Yes. Uh, that probably keeps you going, doesn't it? Oh, it's it does. Uh, when you have a job like this and you see the success in someone else and, uh, and you know the work that you've put into it, and honestly, that doesn't even come into play. It is just honestly seeing that individual succeed. And like I like to tell my staff and I get in front of them is to let them know that not just that individual, you're affecting that individual's family and that community they're living in once they go to work. Work is so important. It is so important to our society and to us as individuals. Uh, just one quick story. I talked about Sephora. We had an individual, he was about 50, came in. His entire life, he was told all he could do was housekeeping. So when he met with our counselor, that's what he said. I want to do housekeeping. That's all they've been told I can do. Well, they got him in Sephora. And then he learned those processes that have Sephora in an in a in international company. And he is like one of the stars in that company. He's there every day. He works. He's gotten his own apartment. He's gotten his own transportation worked out. He always thought he was going to live at home. But he is out on his own, which gives a sense to parents, too, that, hey, my kids can be successful even when I'm gone. So it's, it touches so many things. That's a great story. We're, we're out of time, uh, Kevin, yep. but it's been a pleasure to meet with you today. Uh, Kevin Bishop is the Deputy Director of Workforce Development at the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Look them up. Just do a search on Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Look into them. People like Kevin will help you, um, you know, hire someone with a disability. You'll be glad you did. I can absolutely assure you, you'll be glad you did. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.